0: Hello, and welcome to Found One, Queer Life with Nat and KT. My name is Nat. I am a queer who uses she or her, hers pronouns, and I knew I was queer earlier this week when I was asked to be the guest queer lecturer in a social justice course so that students could ask their real-life homophobic questions to a real-life queer
1: person. And you are real-life drinking. I am real-life drinking. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey y'all, I'm KT, uh, a gender queer who uses they, them, their pronouns, and I knew I was queer this week when a child uh, addressed me as sir, and instead of making me irritated, it sort of made me a little proud. I was yeah? Like, Heck yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, and uh, just so y'all know, it is uh, Alcohol Wednesday.
0: Even though we always record on Wednesday, this is a special Wednesday. Yeah. So Found One is a podcast that talks about queer life and its many variations. Pop culture, sports, news, academics, and everything else. We're hoping to fill the gap of queers talking about queers for queers with wit and honesty.
1: So what's going on today for us?
0: For us or in the world? Uh, for us. Well, as you noticed, we're recording a little bit later and we're drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that we've decided to restructure a little bit. Yeah, just a little. Um, we're still like the same basic show, news, pop culture, sports, like we just said 30 seconds ago. Um, but we're going to try and focus on four main subjects news, pop culture, sports, and queer life, and we're going to only focus maybe five to ten minutes each week on news, and then talk more about the fun stuff, the entertainment, the sports, academia, and how these things play out in our lives, play out on TV, and then how it impacts society on a greater whole.
1: Yeah, we just found that politics was a drag.
0: Yeah, it's been really rough, and we could, you know, say the same things that every news article is saying um but i think that we get that enough online and living our own lives and living our authentic selves and so maybe focusing more on some of the fun stuff and then talking about how even like sports applies to how queerness is viewed in society and those sort of things it's just it's a little bit more unique and more fun i think
1: yeah and sorry guys we started this for us so we're gonna we're gonna do the fun shit all right what all do we have going on in terms of topics
0: Well, today we're going to be doing, like we said, a quick news roundup, and then we're going to be giving some unsolicited advice on queer fashion. Heck yeah. Um, We're going to be queering it with some pop culture, talking about some shows that are very, very straight.
1: And they need to be more queer.
0: Um, And then we're going to end with um, a larger segment on sports, specifically the WNBA tonight.
1: Awesome. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. It should be a good one.
0: So, KT, how about you get us
1: started with the news roundup? All right, cool. So, um, just quickly, in North Carolina, uh, the governor tried to pull a fast one and decided that he was going to uh, put in an executive order that he was going to try and say protected LGBT <laughs> people, but it was completely not at all basically he signed an executive order that just clarified the existing law that the the trans panic bathroom Mm -hmm. uh, bill or the bathroom panic bill basically
0: the one Um, that's very very anti-trans and very very anti-trans
1: women specifically exactly that one um and he basically clarified that uh private businesses can establish their own rules for restrooms and locker rooms however that still means that these private businesses can discriminate right like the people who would have discriminated are still going to be able to discriminate they're not yeah. going to be like
0: oh now that i am able to make the decision that i want i'm going to do this like yeah <laughs> the people who would have called the police when you know they would see a trans person existing in a bathroom um were always going to be the bigots and always going to be the people who would have establish their own room for their private bathrooms yeah as, so uh, anti-trans
1: it, it was not there were not any special protections put in uh he basically just messed around
0: right and then tried to sell it as he was helping lgbt people
1: he's yeah. not no he's not which that is a sad face moving on uh to tennessee uh tennessee so this is do you mind oh yeah no go for it So this is
0: um, an anti-LGBT counseling bill, as I'm reading from a headline. Um, It's currently at the desk of the governor. He hasn't signed it into law yet. Um, And we don't have clear indication whether or not he is. I'm not very optimistic. I'm also not a political forecaster, so take that (laughs) for what it's worth. But essentially what it says is that mental health practitioners, whether they're psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, licensed counselors, the whole gamut, would be able to refuse someone... Um, who is LGBT just because of their identity?
1: And this harkens back, like you said earlier today, uh, to when being a part of the community was seen as a mental disorder. You were right. just confused, or um, you—it was literally uh, in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, which is the right. the reference book for for uh, therapists mm-hmm. for what disorders their right. their patient may have. And
0: I mean, to be fair, the T is
1: still. Pretty firmly in the DSM. Oh yeah,
0: the T is definitely still
1: firmly in the DSM, which is
0: right. crap. And it, I was reading a few articles the other week about um, the conceptualization of why there's this huge disparity among mental health issues in the LGBT community. We as a community have a higher burden of depression and anxiety, and a lot of it was like we haven't served this community, and we don't even understand the problem because for so long we made homosexuality within itself an illness and yeah. how can you differentiate between illnesses that well when we are so homophobic and we're just like, well, maybe your depression is just because you're, you know, you made this toxic choice and so forth. Yeah. Um. So it just really harkens to that in my mind, maybe because I'm just so immersed in the culture, but the people who needed the most shouldn't be rejected from counseling. And that's what Tennessee doing here. Like LGBT people suffer such huge mental health problems because we're discriminated against all yeah. the time. Um, and then we can't even get the help we need.
1: Yeah, it's 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 uh, basically cutting off all escape routes. is right. what it is, and it's really it's really quite terrifying. Um, so yeah, there's that.
0: Right. So that's our little news roundup for the week. Uh, it's really just been anti LGBT LGBT bills and laws all over the place.
1: But what else did we expect?
0: Right. <laughs> I mean, this is very much the backlash from the marriage equality decision.
1: Yep. And it will continue to be. Yep. All right. So what are we talking about next? Nat. So now we're going to start with some unsolicited advice about fashion. Woo, woo, woo. We
0: kind of hinted about this last week. We talked about binders a little bit. Yep. Rather, Katie talked more about binders. Um, And we're going to be talking about our best mask summer style and our best femme summer style. I would
1: like to point out the reason we're um, putting it on such what seems like a binary Mm -hmm. um, is just because we both want to talk about the styles that we feel most comfortable in. Not that there is no other options. Exactly. Like, obviously, gender is a spectrum,
0: yada, yada, yada. uh, right i like looking like the feminine hipster you like looking like the masculine douchebag like that's what we can give advice on yeah so here we go yeah so kt let's start off with you what is your favorite mask summer style okay so i I bet there's
1: two i can think of two in my head oh okay okay (laughs) i have uh some really sweet tats Not Mm -hmm. gonna lie yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the only way to show them off is if you're wearing a tank. Right. So for those days when it is 73 and above, a tank. I need that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a tank top? Oh, yeah. But nice. sun's out. Yeah, sun's out. Uh-huh. Sun's out. Okay. Uh, I need to be in a tank top with like a really, either a really awesome design mm-hmm. or just
0: solid colored. And so describe the tank top. Is it, like, a muscle-shared... It's not spaghetti
1: strap. Uh, no. <laughs> right. Whoa. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely... It's it's sort of, like, what it, what you would get at maybe, like, the Gap or Old Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you got a lot of yours at Target for oh, a pretty yeah, decent yeah. price, yeah, right? Yeah, that was awesome. Um, but, yeah, I am a um, deal-aholic. Mm-hmm. I would definitely consider myself that. I will not buy anything unless I can get it for, like, sale. Yeah way off. Right. Um, Like, tops especially have to be single
0: digits. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I will absolutely, I think it's absolutely disgusting, this is a little tangential, that Mm -hmm. t-shirts and polos and things can be sold for upwards of $20. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, just a basic t-shirt. Yeah. Okay, but back on topic, back on topic.
0: Um muscle shirts the bag of your kind do you buy them in the women's section or the no. men's section <laughs> men's
1: section okay no definitely the men's okay. section not that you um have to i know mm-hmm. that there you have a couple of um tanks that
0: have. i got those
1: in a little boy section i did oh. not get those in the girl section ooh pro tip go to the little boy section if you're um if you're small enough to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh not that you know the little boy section is cooler than a lot of other sections but sometimes it is
0: i think a lot of times like an old navy um that's where we usually shop in the little boys section it's not that it's cooler it just it's a mimicry of the adult men's section just for a cheaper price
1: yeah that's true um you can get the same stuff for literally half the price just because it's like oh well a 12 year old's going to wear this so obviously you're not going to pay right uh 20 for a t-shirt um so that's that's a pro tip. Also outlets um you know like factory stores mm-hmm. those are great places to go. Yes. And then just some basic really basic um neutral colored if you like brown, tan or whatever. I usually just do basic baggy shorts and then right some knockoff Birkenstocks. <laughs> right. So the muscle shirt,
0: the knockoff shorts, where are your favorite pair of shorts from?
1: Um mm, Uh, there's a, um, factory store. The Banana
0: Republic factory store? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. the Banana Republic factory store. Yeah. And those are a little pricier, but they had a really good sale. It goes to two for $40, so $20 a pair for shorts. Oh, yeah. Those were
1: nice shorts. Yeah. And, you know, treat yourself. Every once in a while, go get a pair of shorts that you're going to wear, um, speaking of being eco-friendly, forever. (laughs) Uh, you know... I feel like growing up in high school, I just let my mom buy whatever, and then I only wore the t-shirts that I got from, like, Functions. Right. I would go to high school in, like, these backy jeans that I talked my mom into all the time, and then every t-shirt that I got from school or soccer mm-hmm. or any other Function or Ultimate Frisbee or whatever, and I would absolutely refuse to wear any of the, like, ugh, blouses. I know God, that. I hate I t- takes me a really long time to find a blouse I like. Yeah, you like the traditional
0: blouse that is being sold is so. Ugh, I just can't find one that fits me right. What now.
1: what other style did you have picked out for me for a summer um, fashion? The button-down short-sleeve button-down. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, you nailed it. Yeah, the, like,
0: chambray short-sleeve button-down with usually your Banana Republic shorts because they're not as baggy, but they're they're definitely not the Bermuda short, like, women's Bermuda short. This yeah, which men's. actually, you know, if you find a good pair of those that fit you right, mm-hmm. shh, every day. Right. But the, these were just, like, a really nice, solid, like, sort of more, like, hipster masculine shorts, and then your yeah. nice, like, chambray button-down it looks good. Like, that's like <laughs> the, like, fancier summer option.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: and you can even dress that up with a bow tie in the summer. Like, it, oh, looks, yeah. it looks hella nice.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: So, muscular, well, not muscular, muscle top, baggy shorts, or button down and more of the slim fit shorts. Yeah, and if
1: I'm trying to be a little bit more conservative, I'll put on a polo, usually.
0: Yeah, you look good in a polo, but I always just associate polos with work. And I associate summer of not working. Perpetual (laughs) student. Not that I don't work during the summers, but I can dream.
1: (laughs) All right. So um, talk to me about your two favorite femme uh, summer outfits. Okay. So I like
0: the baggy tank top.
1: More feminine, than, yeah. like you
0: have to buy these either in the little boys section or in the women's section. Yeah, definitely. But really it's been really popular to have sort of the more baggy um, tank tops, and you can find really, really nice ones at Target for pretty cheap. And then I love jorts. I love jean shorts. <laughs> I think jean shorts are some essential in hipster, feminine, queer woman wear. I love them.
1: Um, <laughs> and they, and you don't wear jean shorts that are baggy or fitting no, tight tight. Tight. even i like my butt to look good i don't have a
0: really big butt so i have to like find the right shorts for them to like make it look good um just like and like not super short like not shorty shorts but like sort of like uh, upper mid-thigh mm-hmm. level with the baggy tank top so not high
1: school dress code level no but definitely not all the way up to yeah. shorty short level
0: not i have like shorty short pa- pajama shorts and that's about all i can do so, like, the jean shorts that are, that are pretty tight, um, I like lighter jean colors in the summer. Mm. And then with, like, a baggier uh, tank top and then a nice necklace. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's definitely, like, a dress. I love dresses. Um, I honestly think it's better to find, buy a solid colored dress personally for myself and dress it up with either a different colored cardigan or a patterned cardigan um, during the winter. I guess this is summer um I love dressing up my dresses with um button downs and vests oh yeah you love doing that. I just I don't know it adds like a nice hipster element I'm not the biggest hipster in the world but I really appreciate that kind of style um and then finding the right heels lately I've been all into heels and I like bold heels so my heels need to be like yellow red and with
1: patterns yeah you you kind of surprise me with the choices that you make when you go shopping for heels. I'm like, I think I know this person. <laughs> you know, we, we're we married. But then you go shopping for heels and I'm like, right. whoa, whole new world. <laughs>
0: and like Macy's has really nice cheap heels, um, 30 bucks and lower. ModCloth has really nice cheap heels. Um, and 30... uh, uh, dresses. In dresses. Yeah, you're right. Their dresses are some – the ones that I've kept through all my different like fluidity and gender expression has been Modcloth dresses.
1: Yeah, you definitely um, send me links to those way more often than any right. other site. <laughs> Buy me this dress. Right. And so, like, it's just
0: nice to have a dress, like, the flowiness of it. Um, those are really, really hard to get nice ones of. I think when you're trying – when once you've gone out of high school and you're into, like, the adult world, you start to really notice the different kinds of fits of dress. And for me, it took a really long time to find that fit of dress. Yeah. And you have to try on a lot of ugly dresses and a lot of beautiful dresses that look ugly on you
1: (laughs) yeah and I would say that with um with um my style of dress too I mean you're gonna go when you go out shopping work on this is like an exercise in patience every single time this is general advice I would say do just don't go out thinking that the first thing you see that you're just like wow I love that pattern I love the way it looks on the hanger is going to be the thing that you pick out I mean you may fall in love with it on the rack, but when you put yeah. it on, if you're not in, if you're not in love with it, don't buy it. Right. That's that's you know that's not only is that eco friendly because you're you know not gonna wear something you don't absolutely love more than a couple of times, and then it's gonna what you're gonna donate it. We already have a billion things at every Goodwill everywhere ever. Right.
0: Um. The Goodwill is awesome for button downs.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, that's true.
0: And a really cool way to dress up your dress is with a button down. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but don't don't go out expecting that the first thing you try on is, is going to be it. It's just – I mean, I guess that's just something I had to learn. Um, right. Because I was so insecure about, oh, well, ugh, gosh, just for this one that I didn't like, you know, instantly didn't fit instantly, and so I would just get so fed up.
0: Right, and I really got that way about dresses too. Yeah. Um I feel like uh, – The way my body looks and the way I carry my weight, there's, like, the really, really high waistline stuff looks really, really unflattering on me.
1: Unflattering. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so – but there's so many beautiful dresses with that cut and that style. And I would see these beautiful dresses on the rack – and get so upset i was like i just don't fit with dresses i don't do this i should just wear pants all the time no shop around you'll find the dresses you look really really good in i love
1: that no (laughs) no if you
0: like dresses wear a dress dang it gosh darn it and like wear a dress with a button down that sounds crazy but it's so much fun and it's like a nice play on the hipster stuff and the whole like i don't know what i was going to say there but it's fun
1: <laughs> drinking wednesday everyone calm down
0: yeah so my recommendations for where to buy your stuff is mod cloth some of the stuff on mod cloth is very expensive some of it is not yeah um target you can get away with a lot of pretty cheap dresses that are fun to like pair with different cardigans or pair of different d- bun and downs pair of different shoes necklaces and so forth um the clearance rack at old navy has always served me well oh yeah um and oh where jc penny surprisingly jc penny is great for me um their pants as well their skinny jeans are on point like wonderful and their tops i was talking about those flowy um tank tops really good at jc's pennies and jc penny is pretty cheap and that's also for ma- more masculine people a great place to buy uh jeans jeans and uh button downs, short sleeve button downs that's where i got you your Favorite
1: yeah the, uh, where uh, what exactly are those jeans that you got for me uh that we went out and got together the levi's 511s oh yes i wanted to make sure to talk about those J- i know it's not summer but well you need a good pair of like long jeans
0: in the summer too yeah, yeah. if you're gonna take your girl out or your queer out like you know you need to wear a nice
1: pair of jeans yeah exactly you can take your special person out that i would yeah levi 511 mm-hmm. i don't know that jc penny or macy well levi 511
0: you can buy anywhere because oh. it's just a brand listen
1: i didn't say i didn't tell you i knew any of this stuff this is why you take me shopping with you <laughs> um yeah so go go look at the go check out those jeans if you have uh a little bit of hips but you want that cut
0: right jean, i honestly think jc penny is one of the ba- best places to go shopping it's really affordable and they have so many different styles there like i've always been really satisfied with their jeans um they fit my hips really well i have wider hips and a smaller like butt which is kind of weird um is that weird and they like they just fit really well and they're really flattering on everybody body type my sister has a completely different body type than me we wear the same jeans and they look great on us yeah um and like i said i love their tops there they have really nice dresses there as well
1: yeah. Yeah, and then uh obviously if you are the person that's like, "Oh, I don't I don't even want to pay like $10 mm-hmm. for whatever it is you're talking about, then you know, go to Plato's Closet. Plato's Closet, especially for
0: shoes. Plato's Closet is great for shoes.
1: Yeah, Goodwill and f- uh find oh, this is a good one. If you're in the Cincinnati Lexington, Louisville area, uh, and some some parts of lower eastern Indiana, there is a, like, a Gap, Old Navy, Banana Republic, like, reject store. I don't remember what it's called. Just
0: Google Gap Reject Store near Cincinnati. It'll come up. Yeah, Near, like, Hebron, maybe.
1: Yeah, something like that. It's on the 275 loop. But, like, all the really shirts specific. there
0: are, like, 2 to $4. All the pants are single digits as well, and it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Katie's new wardrobe, when, you know, they were transitioning to show, to wear more clothes that they liked, so much of it is from there. Yeah. I mean, we'd go there and spend...
1: 100 bucks and get, like, 12 things.
0: More than 12.
1: Okay, well, I'm just saying.
0: Okay. But a lot. All right. Are are we done with this topic? I think. I could talk about dresses all the time. I really need to get on mod cloth and start looking at new dresses.
1: That's nice, dear.
0: (laughs) So even though I'm going to be daydreaming of dresses, we're going to be moving (laughs) on to our next topic called Queering It in Pop Culture. And what we're going to be talking about today are two shows that we really wish had gone there and added some sort of queerness into their show.
1: Yeah, they're either uh, on air or will soon be back on air. Dun, yes. dun, dun. How about you start off, KT? Talk about
0: the show that you thought... Um, and I Just really... f- tripped at the finish line?
1: You said was unnecessarily straight, I believe? Yeah! Okay, so I am super into like the the new like hero culture fad that's Mm -hmm. going on with the avengers and marvel going after dc and dc going back which by the way if anyone wants to tell us if we should go see uh batman Batman versus Superman superman in theaters um you can tell us at found one podcast Uh, or found on twitter or found one podcast at gmail.com and tell us what you think of the movie because we're sort of like "Mm, do we want to spend ten dollars on that per ticket or not um but anyway in that vein
0: (laughs) what is the show that you would like to queer up
1: daredevil like what are they doing yeah i loved
0: the show and you know what you love the show and i love the show don't you add that D to it. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Daredevil, I mean, I okay, so I never thought for a second. First of all, I knew nothing about the backstory of mm. the character of Daredevil and uh, Matthew Murdoch, and so I had no idea about, like, you know, him being, like, hardcore Catholic or anything like that. And and I loved, I loved how him being Catholic was part of his characterization, but it didn't get in the way right. of, like, he was still very, very Catholic, but it didn't impede it. And I feel like, and I loved how he struggled with it. Right. I, I loved watching that.
0: And I really like that because you see, and we'll talk about this more in later podcasts, but you see a lot, like, there's that gay character who like can't be gay? Like we all know they're gay and they have a relationship, but they never talk about being gay. And the yeah. writers are always like, well, "We don't want to make them about being gay." Like, blah blah. Just because they're gay, they're just out. have
1: them kiss another person of the same sex. And <laughs> right? <be> done. <laughs> like,
0: and obviously there's a balance between like. I mean, everything I do, like, I don't, like, open a door that says I'm, you know, I'm a queer woman when I walk into work, but, like, my queerness involves with that. And I really liked how they did Catholicism that way. Yeah. That it was was very, like, a very salient part of his identity, but it wasn't the only part of his identity. And I just want to talk to, like, all the writers, like... This is whoa, what we whoa. want when we talk could... about how we want gay incorporated into characters. When we want yeah. queerness incorporated into characters. Yeah,
1: like how come that that's why that's why I want to queer it. How right. come you can do that so well with Catholicism and religion mm-hmm. and all that shit that revolved around it and all of the awesome commentary that the characters had right. with each other, had he had with himself, that he had with his freaking priest? Right. And you can't do that with one queer character. Like, right. okay, so and the other tangential part of this is that we were talking about why, why was uh, Daredevil paired with the really like
0: plain had...
1: girl? I mean, she. I mean, I she's she's beautiful. Karen is a great character, but. Daredevil Matt Murdock had more chemistry with his fucking partner in the He had the more firm. chemistry
0: with Claire, with Elektra, with Foggy, with Frank... I know. Like, with all of these characters. <laughs> he could have been bisexual. It would have been crazy. Right. Like, why did. Why. Just. I wish the writers had at least focused more energy on Matt and Karen because obviously that's what they wanted to be endgame. But they focused so much energy on developing great relationships between Matt and Claire and Matt and Electra and Matt and Foggy and, and, and Matt and Frank. And then all of a sudden, like. Yeah, it was you like. Karen.
1: And yeah. I'm like. Yeah. It literally was like, oh, she looked at him and he looked at her and, like,
0: boom. And that was I it. Think that's like, just how heterosexuality works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Granted, we really are not experts on this. Excuse me, I'm an expert in everything. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, but yeah, uh, he just okay. So they did a lot of things really well, right? But then they like literally tripped and didn't queer any person, ever. right? Like, and I, I, I would have lost. Oh, I was just gonna say, was this because in the original comic there was no queer character? Even if that was true, too bad. Like comics evolve, and like there are, there
0: are a lot of comics where, uh, I think we mentioned this in an earlier podcast. Like, Deadpool was pansexual, and we see like there are a lot of comic characters who have queer identities that are never talked about in modern adaptations. Yeah, what and the it would have been that? awesome to see. Like, my dream pairings would be. <laughs> I would love to see Matt and Foggy and Electra oh God, and Claire. Yeah. I think oh God, Electra yeah. and Claire would be awesome. Because Electra has sort of that element that Matt does where she needs the help. She needs help healing. You know, she's this vigilante. And Cl- and so they would have the same dynamic as Claire and Matt, but they would be lesbians or at least queer women. Yeah. And two queer women of color. And it's just, woo, woo. Ooh, I would be so about, and I love Claire. Claire is probably my favorite character. I know. Show. Oh my gosh.
1: Wow. What's and it, with Rosario that, Dawson? Yes. Oh, holy
0: crap. And with that undercut, and I think it was the first season, girl, just be queer. <laughs> Come on,
1: writers. Queer this character. Yeah, definitely. All right. So how about you? What's your show? So Gilmore Girls. Oh. <laughs> no intro, no
0: nothing. Just Gilmore Girls. Um, so I've lately been rewatching it because... Oh, really? Um,
1: I've, not Netflix- been, I've not been <laughs> suffering through any of that. Excuse me. You enjoy it. <laughs>
0: Netflix is uh making four new episodes um which I'm super excited about and I've been rewatching it and the whole time I'm asking myself why isn't Lane why isn't Paris and why isn't Rory queer like these three characters at least one of them should be queer um there was a lot of talk when the Netflix show got released that Gilmore Girls would be on Netflix that Emily should be a late in life lesbian, and I think <sighs> it's beautiful. I, th- I honestly think that's so such an interesting concept. I just think yeah, because so she can m- loosen up. Right? <laughs> there's just so many amazing women on this show: Lorelai, Emily, Suki, Lane, Paris, Rory. One of them should be queer. Come on, guys. Yeah, statistically, this
1: is this is fact.
0: <laughs> like. Paris has always been the one that I wanted to be queer. Yeah, like, I just love Paris's per- personality. I love her determination, and I just I like imagine how Paris would go around dating girls, <laughs> and just the way she would be like so succinct about it, like you, me, let's go, like yeah. come on, <laughs> like fuck these men fuck the stigma that comes along with it. I'm going to be a doctor, you're going to be a politician, we're going to rule the world. Who cares? Like yeah. I just there's so it much potential crazy. and like lesbian, and uh sorry, not lesbian. And Paris being that not the stereotypical man-hating lesbian, but that like crazy political lesbian who's like all about it and really finds herself in college after like sort of not knowing who she was in high school because that was supposed to be her story. She didn't know who she was in high school. She was just her grades and she wanted to come to college and find herself. Yeah. How cool would have been if she found herself as a queer woman
1: that would have been awesome like it
0: would have been wonderful and like this show was adored adored by young women and young girls across the united states how cool would it have been and just rory needs a queer friend or rory needs to at least be queer like come on guys
1: yeah it just there's i mean the show is so awesome and it and it lacks a lot it, mm. l- it lacks a diverse cast
0: uh, yes <laughs> um, a racially diverse cast yes uh w- well and a and the diverse class when it comes to
1: queerness, yeah, just a di- 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 diver- yeah, like diversity. you said, sorry, just, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Um, but like that's where it that's where this show trips. I mean, it it was so good. The drama, the the relationships, was, yeah. is so
0: good. It I, was like the perfect show based on relationships. So yeah, the perfect show to be based like to really examine relationships. And if they just added at least one queer relationship works could have examined like it did of all the other relationships. How it affected family. How it affected
1: friendship. It would have been perfect. Yep. Like, oh, just keep going. I have another show that I just now thought of. Keep going. But just thinking about, what if
0: Emily is a late in life lesbian? What if Sorry. She comes out as a lesbian and we see Lorelai and Rory coping with it, understanding what that means. Her learning how to date within this really like hoity toity part of Hartford. Oh my god. um, Meeting other women. Asking Lorelai, like when she in the fifth season when she asked Lorelai to be like, What do I say to this guy? Like, should I say hello? Asking Lorelai for tips, trying to find herself. I just feel like there's so much potential and especially the female characters. To explore queerness because they focus so much on what, on how their relationships with their significant other affects family and friends that it's it's the perfect show to explore that
1: especially 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 for young girls like if nothing else freaking you know expand Michelle's storyline he is we all knew he was supposed to be gay gay. we all he He loves Celine Dion Dion way
0: too much for him (laughs) to not be queer yeah. Anyway, what was the show you were going to say? Because I say don't go more girls. If I keep talking, I'll just talk for like hours upon hours upon hours. And y'all don't need to hear that.
1: <laughs> the last show that I just want to quick make a quick spot for, this is sort of a throwback. Mm-hmm. That I didn't let you watch the final few seasons because I just hate Roseanne? Yes. What? Darlene. S- screw it. What about the little boy? DJ. <gasps> yeah. I always thought he was weird. Yeah. yeah, well, that's just because you got through the only the only season you got through was where he did that weird phase of like collecting weird, strange things, and like I don't know, he was he was a strange a child. Um, <laughs> um, but just Roseanne tripped at the finish line. Right. It was a show that talked about things before it its about abortion. Time. It talked about race. It talked about. Uh, the little man in politics, and why this Republican candidate walking around Roseanne. You remember that scene where Roseanne goes the hell off right. on the Republican? He's like, she's like, pay my bills, screwball, and then we can talk. And it was just amazing. But wasn't that one?
0: There was one character, one woman who was queer, right? Uh, the redheaded. Oh uh, yeah, but it was yeah. The reason I she was such a side character, and they dealt with an okay but not super well no I she was
1: more uh she, i think she was bi yeah and she was yeah canonically, yeah. Bi. yeah canonically bi yeah canonically bi um and, but it was just done her character was not serious enough for them to make a serious foray right, into it she herself as a character was a joke i yeah. think it would have
0: been really cool to see one of the three kids be yeah. queer yeah because, because that's where the biggest relationships were yeah definitely or Jackie, I would have loved Jackie to be queer. I would have loved to, for her to found a really great like butch okay, woman well, I'm, I'm after saying, um, she had.
1: Oh uh, yeah, her... well you, you know no spoilers, but
0: after she had that relationship that you know what I'm thinking of.
1: I'm just saying no spoilers, but
0: no spoilers, but we spoiled Gilmore Girls and Daredevil.
1: No, I mean like well. I'm not going to spoil anything for
0: you. Wait, Jackie gets queer? What? No, I'm I'm not telling you Oh my God, no. We have to start watching this again. What? I so want Jackie to be queer. Okay, well,
1: okay. I'm going to tell you after this show, after we finish recording, because it's a little bit sad, but... No, pause it and tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. So I just just told Natalia all of the spoilers at the Mm -hmm. whole ending of Roseanne, so you go. I'm spoiled and heartbroken. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good show.
0: Let's move on to the next episode. Our next topic. Topic.
1: Here we to go to The drink. Yeah, I'll make another drink. Okay. Oh, Alright, now that we've refreshed our drinks, let's uh, segue into the WNBA. So smooth, so smooth. Yes, our last segment of the evening. Yes.
0: So tell me the facts. Not. Okay, so let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Um, this will be our first season watching the WNBA, right?
1: Yes. We have decided, uh, which we'll talk about more in depth, uh, probably next segment or something like that. I think next week we'll talk more about women's sports in general. Yeah. That we are going to pick a couple of teams from the WNBA and follow them.
0: Yeah. I think that, that is true. (laughs) Wow. Thank, thank, thank you. Sorry. (laughs) Um, but... We're just gonna be honest about the fact that we don't know a lot about the WNBA. We kinda of did a one on one for ourselves because we wanna we wanna watch it more. After really getting more into women's soccer and,
1: and then realizing how madness.
0: fucking awesome yeah, that too. women's sports are. We wanna get into women's basketball. And yeah. there are also a lot of queer women in basketball. Definitely. Um, so I think we're gonna do a little bit of a one on one.
1: Yeah. So tell me How many teams, how many players, what do they make? All the other crap that I've already researched.
0: So there are 12 teams in the WNBA.
1: Interesting.
0: That includes the Atlanta Dream, Dallas Wings, Minnesota Lynx, who won last year, and three times in the past five years. Whoa. San Antonio Stars, Chicago Sky, Indiana Fever, New York Liberty, Seattle Storm, Connecticut Sun, Los Angeles Sparks, Venus Mercury, Washington Mystics. What? I believe that we decided that I was going to follow the Atlanta Dream and you were going to follow the Chicago... Chicago Sky. Yes, wonderful.
1: Because of their queer players.
0: Yeah. Um. I know we mentioned a lot, a little bit when we talked about women's soccer and the NWSL that their average salaries were in like the eighteen thousands. Yeah,
1: which is terrible.
0: So, luckily, and I say that in quotes because it's a little bit more complicated than that. The average sal- salary of the WNBA player is seventy five thousand
1: dollars. Not. Terrible, right? But it's I livable. Bet you male players get paid a buttload more,
0: right? And so, going off of that, in the NBA, fifty percent of their revenue goes to playing players.
1: To paying, paying players, players. yeah. Um, and so, what do- does that include?
0: Their salaries.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, but, 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 so fifty percent of fifty percent of their revenue. So, uh, so they the have money have they more make, right?
0: So the money they players. make, right? So the money they make <laughs> I'm not <laughs> The money they make through like TV spots and like yes. fans and that kind of stuff, 50% of it goes to men. Yes. And half the, of it goes to players. Yes. <laughs> only 33%, so a third, goes to women's players in From the WNBA. Revenue,
1: yeah, which their revenue is going to be less. Right, but only 33%. Exactly. So 33% of their less already less revenue.
0: So as many misogynistic men who want to spout about the reason that women's sports players get paid less than men. Blah, 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 bullshit. Is because people don't watch it. That's bullshit. From these numbers, that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, At least 50% of the revenue should go towards playing women's players. Also because there's less players in the women's league. There's approximately 160 players. So instead, their average salary is seventy-five grand, and their maximum salary is about one hundred ten grand. Um, that's supposed to increase to one hundred twenty some by twenty twenty-one. Oh, that's so great! But like, that's not enough if we want no. to see equity in wages. Th- th- that's not enough. Yeah. Um, I am very very happy though that um women's basketball players' salaries is a livable salary because that's yeah, not I true agree. for soccer.
1: Yeah, I have a, I have an idea. Yes. Uh, for every um, two dollars over the women's salary mm-hmm. that the men make. Mm-hmm. They have to share a dollar of it with me. The the women's <laughs> oh. players. No, like, mm-hmm. like, like, Oh, how about this? Fifty percent. No, forty-five percent of the NBA's revenue goes to the men's players. Five percent of it goes to the women. <gasps> yes, high five. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, reparations. Thanks. <laughs> separation is the right word here no no or just no. sexism Mm-mm. yes yes you are correct
0: um but on a more 101 note yes as i said earlier minnesota links won last that won the title last year um, and they've won the title three times in the past five years and so how does winning the title work you ask KT. uh
1: yes how does winning the title work So,
0: (laughs) there is going to be a new playoff structure this year in the WNBA. The top eight seeds overall, not depending on conference, Eastern or Western conference.
1: Wow, you know so much after doing this. (laughs) I
0: know. We'll go to the playoffs. So, just top eight seeds overall. The top two seeds get a double bye to the third round. Which sounds ridiculous to me. Yeah, to you. The third and fourth seed get one bye to the second round, and the five to five versus eight and six versus seven seed battle it out. Losers go home. The next two um, seed – the w- winners go to the next round. Um, so this is brand new. Some people are speculating that this is kind of like a trial and error for the NBA. This has happened a couple of times where the WNBA has tested out a few things, and the NBA then adapts it after it's been successful in the WNBA. Women are not your experiments – Commissioners of NBA. Um just FYI. Just FYI. Um, they changed it that the two seed the top two seeds get a double bye to the third round because they wanted the final to be between the best two teams in the league. My issue was that I don't know what that means. I thought the playoffs were supposed to decide who the best two teams in the league were. Correct me if I'm wrong, you are the sponsor uh, here. So
1: by the end, yeah. By the by the end of the turn or by the end of regular season, you should have your seeds. Right, but that shouldn't necessarily mean that like the top two teams are like like given like a a complete pass to the. To the final. Like, that sounds absolutely ridiculous to yeah,
0: me. Yeah, it's, it's a little weird. Um, how this will work out, I don't know. I mean, like we said, we don't really know the structure of the de- WNBA that well and how it works. I would be very interested to learn about it. And I'm going to hope to actually see a WNBA game live this year. Yes. Um, we're planning on going to one of the games this summer. Um, I think that we might actually try and cover Ultimate Frisbee soon as well. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, we're definitely going to be making an effort to cover the NWSL. That season starts actually this weekend. Go Pride. Um, Whoa.
1: Go Chicago. Red Stars? You don't even know their name? No, I have no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you can go the Red Stars. The Pride is um, the team in Orlando. Atlanta doesn't have a team yet. Oh. oh but that's a side note. Anyway, we're going to be trying to cover uh, women's soccer, the NWSL, um, women's basketball, and WNBA, and then ultimate frisbee, and, because me, right. <laughs> and then I don't think we're gonna cover anything else until the
1: Olympics, no, nope. which Nothing is in August,
0: right. Um, and the Olympics is a little bit bigger because there's a lot more. Obviously, there's a lot more sports involved, and there tends to be a lot more of the human interest stories and hoping that we'll be able to go more in depth into the queer athletes within the Olympics. Definitely. Um. So that I think wraps it up with all of our content for today I think we just got what's left or rather snaps four for what's left
1: yeah let's uh let's move into that okay oh my god we made it I know I mean there was like oh there was computer scares right there were we had no idea if we even wanted to to record today there was
0: a lot of drama behind the scenes. I'm just gonna throw that out there.
1: yeah and drama right now um, we did not close the freezer. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. okay, so while Nat closes our freezer because we don't want to freeze the inside of our house um okay all right no more no 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 don't get out the vodka. you don't get it any more. It's crazy. all right um snaps for you go first ready go my snaps
0: are for queers surviving the academic environment tell me more it can be really hard to be queer in academics there's not um a lot of openly out queer people within academia, and especially there's not a lot of openly out people studying like queer life and queer existence within academia, and you can get really pigeonholed and stereotyped, and people can discredit you a lot. You're just a queer that wants to study queers. You're not a true academic, and so forth. And so I really respect queers that make it through academia and then choose to mentor other queers. Um, I have a really fabulous professor that you know is letting me take her class and is really choosing to mentor me. And I'm really thankful for them. Um, And there is a student that's under me who's going to be entering a master's program who asked me to mentor them. And I feel so honored by the fact that they would choose me. And I'm so impressed that they have this knowledge about themselves, that they know the only way they're going to make it through graduate school is not the only way. But one of the ways is by asking for a mentor and asking for that help. And I really admire that. Academia is really fucking hard if you're not, you know – an old man that's tenured. <laughs> um, and so...
1: Tell it like it is.
0: Yeah. Queers finding their way through academia, choosing their re- research en- interests that are genuine to them, even if they don't align with the, like, straight typical research interests.
1: Or the queer typical research right. interests.
0: And then the queer mentors. I have a lot of respect for them, so... Snaps for them.
1: Yeah. How about you? What are your snaps? Um... For vodka? <laughs> <laughs> that... And my steps are for, um, queer people in pop culture playing straight characters. Really? Why? Because even though I've never (laughs) done any sort of acting, I imagine it to be, there to be some sort of dissonance. Right. Um... I'm thinking about... We watched that one episode of The X-Files last night, and then I was like, yeah. whoa, done with scary stuff for, like, ever. hmm Um, <laughs> and you told me that the... That Gillian d- Anderson. Yeah, Gillian Anderson, who plays uh, Dr. Scully mm-hmm. um, in The X-Files, is bi in real life, yes? Yes.
0: I believe either identifies as bi or identifies as a queer woman. I can't remember exactly the word she uses.
1: Yeah, well, humans like her. Right. Um... I I only imagine that to be um a diff- a difficult thing. Right. And so just putting away <laughs> your true self and being the mainstream. Right, because so. and
0: often just because there aren't enough like really cool queer characters out there in pop culture. Yeah. Like, we've created such a heterosexist society that you have to put this part of you aside so that you can survive in, you know, the field that you're passionate about.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I don't even know if I mean that in terms of, like, queer people playing straight characters. I think I just mean that in, like, queer people putting aside part of who they are just to survive in mainstream. Some really good snaps. Thanks.
0: Anyway, I think that is it for us tonight here at Found One. Yeah. We've been through a lot, as we said. A shitload, actually. Now we're going to edit this episode and upload it. I really, really hope that you all enjoy our new structure. This is really what we're going to try and strive to be like for the rest of our existence as a podcast. We want to keep it a little bit funnier, a little bit more lighthearted, and obviously related it back to society and what it means to your queer life. But
1: Definitely.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: Have a good night, y'all. Yeah, and thanks for hanging in there. I'm going to need you to move that drink away from my <laughs> expensive microphone. Expensive?
0: We bought the cheapest one we could on Amazon. Hey, hey, hey.